Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the quick hitter version of the Mike Wise Show from Pure Hoops Media. Our featured conversation this week is with former player coach and executive Dave Wall and former coach and Lakers broadcaster Dave Miller. And yes, shockingly, we talk LeBron. LeBron has been there only two years, and yet along with George Mikan, Will Chamberlain, Jerry West, Kareem, Magic, Worthy, Kobe, Shaq, I guess got to put Paul, Paul Gasol in there. And of course, Kobe, he, doesn't he have to be an all-time Laker now? He's won a title and, and followed in the footsteps of all the, these future, these Hall of Famers and these great players. He's got to be an all-time. Yeah, and I, I think you get into the definition of how many can be in the all-time bracket. You know, is it five, is it six, is it eight? Because they have so many great players and, and LeBron's got to be in there somewhere, whether you want to say he's in the top three, in the top two, the top five, um, I think you're just splitting hairs. I mean, uh, I, what, I, what I was so impressed with this year, guy's 36 and he's adopted a lot of the same things Kobe and Michael and some of the other greats have about taking care of their body to the utmost becoming in great shape. Anything that's detrimental to their body, they've given up, whether it's some kind of food or some kind of drink or not getting enough sleep or I need more oxygen or whatever. And you watched him in this series and there were times when he was driving to the hoop, he looked like he was driving against the CYO team. And I don't mean any disparagement to the, to the Miami Heat. It was just this 6'8", 6'9", 260 pound machine. And he actually reminded me having spent three years with, with Magic, when you watch some of the old fast breaks with Magic, when they were out in transition tonight even, you know, Magic was 6'8", 240. He was probably like 20 pounds less or, or more. But it's like there's a truck coming at 70 miles an hour at you defensively, and you don't know whether to try and stop it. He's going to pass. So the fact that he just looked in better shape than almost anybody else on the floor at 36, just a testament to his work ethic. For, for both you guys, like – I hate to do the Michael LeBron thing because I feel like it's it's the next Superman versus Mighty Mouse uh, sports comparison, and and whoever we take it demeans the other guy in a way that, that it shouldn't be. But but if you had to start a team today, if you had to start a team, which player in NBA history are you are you taking number one? Well, I think I I would go with LeBron James, even though I think Michael Jordan is the goat. Okay, you, you go to six finals, and again, I'm not a big stat guy, but I know Jordan never lost in the finals, okay, and I think it was six. So until somebody surpasses that, you know, I, I think Jordan is the GOAT. And, and I also would say this, David, Mike, it's generational. Remember, mm -hmm. you know, you can go back, I mean, and, and if Bruce Bernstein was on here, it'd be Bill Russell because he's a great Celtic fan. And then, you know, you look at Kareem with the 38,387 points. But what I think LeBron is, Dave, I think he is the best all-round player that I've ever seen. And, and, and trust me, Dave Wall will forget more basketball than most mm -hmm. of us will know with all, you know, as a player, 
in college, a player in the NBA, yeah. and what he's done in the NBA. But for me, LeBron is the he's just the best overall player. He can play one through five. And like Dave was alluding to, I've always said this on air covering him. He's a Mack truck going down the Schuylkill Expressway. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? You, you, who's going to take a charge on him, right? Uh, who's going to get out of the way? Most people. So I go with him because he can play one through five and he can guard one through five. Yeah, I would, I would uh, agree with Dave because I think when you look at Mike, Michael, maybe on one end, I thought Michael was more of a scorer. Uh, you look at somebody like Magic on the other edge of the coin, and Magic was more of a passer. He could score sometimes. I thought LeBron fits into that in-between where he can impact a game with both of those things consistently. And then, like, like Dave said, you've got to talk about the era. Are we talking about when there were no threes? Are we talking about yeah. when there's three-point? You know, it makes a little difference. We're talking about when you could beat up guys and there were no flagrant fouls. And we saw, you know, Mikhail's take down Arambus. And that was, you know, we talking about those eras. But I, No harm, I, no foul, no ambulance. No harm, no foul, nothing, you know. <laughs> the guy got up off the floor. How bad could it have been? You know, and but I, I think you've got to look at him for his achievements, what he's still doing at 36. And he may have more championships in front of him. And, and I think he's just the perfect creation of a guy who can impact the game in so many ways. I, I Look, I covered Michael during his – I guess I covered them the last three championships. I covered that 55-point game at Madison Square Garden. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life in person. And I, I still – I'll always say that Michael is the most scintillating, like – incredible surreal player I ever covered and part of it is because his size 66 is is large but he wasn't huge um, in the way that LeBron is LeBron's Le, LeBron he's a he's a beer truck with a broken parking brake when he gets rumbling it's scary and um, I almost feel like you know it'd probably get me in trouble but like I almost feel like the, the whole uh, ethos of the hyper masculine black guy hurts him in some ways because he's not as graceful when he goes toward the rim. He probably, LeBron, God bless him, he probably looked 30 when he was 18. And he's just like this guy that's just a lot bigger. And Michael was more graceful. And I almost feel like in that argument, he gets hurt because he's so, he, he's so much bigger and so much stronger. And I don't think he should. I don't think, I don't think the fact that he's this guy that's stronger and bigger should have anything to do with the fact that he's also still one of the most skilled. He was a better passer than Michael. Well, I always thought this when I did a scattering report, I'd say coming down the floor in transition and, and Dave knows this, every coach knows it, you can't let any player get ahead of steam, but it looked like it was Carl Malone coming at you, yet he had guard skills, you know, and, yeah. and you talk about the passing. I mean, just the other night when everyone, you know, crucified him because he didn't take the shot and he had three guys on him and he was underneath the basket. What I've, I've come to appreciate with LeBron now in Los Angeles is that he plays the right way. And I've heard him speak enough, whether it's on TV or whether it's to a group of kids, play the right way. And that's what I appreciate about him. And, you know, there was a time when he started out like all players, Dave, in this league. I watched him early on. I remember going to a Clipper Cavalier game, and I'm like, this guy doesn't have killer instinct. You know, he was just messing around. He was a kid from Akron. And then all of a sudden you figure out and you surround yourself with quality people that have your best interests and you start winning. That's when I thought he became a killer, you know, an assassin like a Kobe, like a Jordan. You know, we, we talk about these guys that, you know, love to win and hate to lose. LeBron developed into that. Um, but yeah, you're right. 
he came out to play in Pauley Pavilion, and I helped host his team, and they played Dominguez. Oh, I remember this game. It was against Sebastian Telfar's team. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so we, uh, we went to dinner with his team over at Lowry's on La Cienega. And I actually have a picture of my two sons that come up to about his waist, and it's the young LeBron. Um, but even then he looked old. But he reminded me a lot of Shea Cotton, who's a kid out of Long Beach that played mm-hmm. a little bit of college and never made it. But if you remember in eighth grade, Shea Cotton was on Sports Illust- in Sports Illustrated. Yeah. You know, he was LeBron before there was a LeBron. But, yeah, I think people take for granted when they look at him and he's always looked older, he's always been bigger. Because uh, Michael looked like a kid for a long time. I, I, go I ahead, Dave. Other, I'm sorry. Dave I think Wall. the other thing, Mike, sometimes is the the fans and even some people who are you know around the periphery of the game, you don't realize the pressure on the elite elite players to perform at that level every night. You know, you'll see other guys who maybe are a level or two below have a couple good games and then they kind of come back to the mean. The mean for LeBron and Michael and all those guys is so much higher to come back to. And every night you're expected to go out, you're expected to perform at a level that's so above almost every other player. You're supposed to be the guy that carries your team, puts your team on your back. There's an enormous amount of pressure that can be debilitating to a lot of guys over the years. And yet you see the LeBrons and it doesn't seem to wear on them. I mean, he comes through with these performances and yeah, he'll have a bad game once in a while, but you can almost kind of count those on your, on your hand. I also like the, the whole thing about, and look, Bruce Bernstein will tell you, I, I probably go harder to my left than Michael Moore. But, but I like the fact that irrespective of whether you like the Black Lives Matter on the court, irrespective of whether you thought the social, mess, social conscience message was too, too far removed and shouldn't have been part of the game. And um, I like that LeBron James uh, put himself out there and when he first did it, I think when he, you know, donned a hoodie with Dwayne Wade in the Miami Heat and, and did a portrait in the wake of the Trayvon Martin killing, I, like, I, I was kind of like, wait a minute, what, what's this guy saying here? And now I look back on it, the guy really took a risk. And, and he really, to me, he's part of the renaissance and probably the pioneer as far as renaissance of social conscience among athletes go. And, um, you know, and... Whether you think it's right, wrong, or, you know, I, I'm sure we don't think he should just shut up and dribble, and he sure has it. No, I would, oh, go ahead, Dave. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, uh, what usually happens, the guy who steps out first gets lost. You know, he steps out, he gets crucified by the people who don't want to change anything, who want to put him out front and just take shots at him. And you can look, uh, I remember as a kid watching Tommy Smith and John Carlos raise their hands in Mexico City with the gloves on. You know, nobody knew what that was about at that <laughs> point. And you look at everybody from Kurt Flood and baseball as one of the first free agents. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is one of our most recent ones. You know, and for LeBron to, to speak out, and I think as he's grown in his understanding of all the things and, and how they fit into life beyond basketball and apart from basketball, I'm really happy to see guys speak out. And the people, you know, when I hear shut up and dribble, I, I look at those people and go, no, you forget to shut up and dribble. You should be educating yourself. So you're speaking out. Yeah. And so I think it's a wonderful thing for athletes to be putting the time and effort, especially now when they had to go through all these things, they still wanted to get a message across. They still wanted to speak out. 
and it was really important to them, and, and I think it's, it's had an effect. Well, I think athletes that practice what they preach, and what I liked about LeBron getting to see him and get a feel for him in Los Angeles, you, you know he has the school that he started in, in Akron, so he's taking care of his roots. Yeah, promised. We all know his background growing up, you know, with just his mom in a, in a poor part of Akron. And for him to be able to show America, and it doesn't matter what color you are, to show that you care about your roots, where you came from, to show, I think he's a great dad. You know, I, I, in his interviews in Los Angeles on the local channel, I'll rewind it and I'll tape it and I'll tweet it out, you know, going back to playing the right way or doing the right thing or not just shutting up, standing up for the cause because a lot of guys in his position would rather not say anything because they're afraid it's going to hurt them here, or it's going to hurt them there. And like Dave said, I, I think that the power that they have and the, the um, abundance of social media out there. I, I became, I've become a bigger fan of LeBron James as a person right now than I think of him as the second best player to ever play this game. Yeah, I think that's where I'm biased a little. I really, having, when I was at the New York Times, having been out and covered him and uh, his, done a feature on him his last year in high school and gotten to know the people around him. And obviously his mom had so many demons and he was basically raised by a village in Akron, Frankie Carter and his family and all these people. And and I just go, man, there is, like, I'm doing this story on um, this guy in Oakland, uh, one of the greatest player ground legends of all time, well, Demetrius Hook Mitchell. This guy, like, like, you talk about the line between dysfunction and going one route, and, 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 and another guy with the exact same background becomes arguably the greatest player of all time. Um, it's, it's, it's really is a rags to riches story. And I think after things like the decision, and and uh, is and is uh, putting his foot in his mouth about uh, China and Hong Kong last year. We forget where the guy came from sometimes. And I think that that part of me that that's the part of LeBron James. I I really root for him as a person. And I was really happy for him when he won his first championship because I he was one of those guys. And maybe it was because his own upbringing. And he. he Unlike Michael Jordan and shoot Reggie Miller and so many other guys, he 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 cared about what people thought about him. They didn't care in many ways. But Jordan probably did, but he didn't. But he was he had that killer act. And and when when LeBron James realized that that when somebody told me once, which is, which is um you know it's not my job to to worry about what other people think about me. It's my job to worry about what I think about me. When LeBron James started acting like that, and I think it was that after that 2011 meltdown against the Mavericks, and he realized that, you know, all of America hated him after the decision, and he was sort of the sore loser in the press conferences. I think he kind of realized that, you know, I'm playing a kid's game. I got I to gotta do this job. And he just became a different player and, uh, and a different caliber of champion. And a lot of it was psychological. He had all the physical tools. I, I don't know. I, 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 I really root for him. And I hate it when people, you know, bring up Jordan. I, in fact, I hope Jordan at one point really, really says something, you know, like, like I love that LeBron, uh, I mean, Kobe Bryant the night before he died tweeted out, uh, you know, uh, that congratulations to LeBron James for passing me on the all time score you know, or on, on the scoring list, whatever it was. That was a big deal to him. I'd like to see Michael Jordan do that with LeBron. No, I love one of the things I love, and you kind of alluded to it, um, is I, I love when people, and it doesn't have to be LeBron, but we're since we're talking about sports and LeBron, is uh, that's called to me personal growth. 
you know, you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm, I don't regret anything I ever did or said. Well, to me, then you haven't really taken the time to analyze something that, you know, you received a lot of criticism for, and not that you always have to accept criticism from everybody, but sometimes when you receive criticism that's worthwhile, constructive criticism, LeBron has shown that he's given it thought and he's realized, boy, I could have done that better, or I could have done this better. And he's learned from that. And I think that gives you more maturity as a person. It blends in your experiences and makes you a little smarter along the way. And I think that's one of the things I've been really impressed with him is he hasn't just, you know, kind of sloughed it off and, hey, I'm going to do what I, I'm going to do. And it, I, don't, I don't care about anybody's opinion. Yeah. And, and to piggyback onto that, I think he's got a great characteristic as most people do and more in the world should be happy for the success of others. Mm -hmm. You know, we say mm -hmm. that in coaches all the time. We say, you know, everybody yeah. wants to keep up with the neighbor and everyone wants to have a, a fancier car. Or, you know, Dave, where you and I live, everybody wants an elevator. I want steps. I, 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 I remember the first time my kids had a play date in 1996, a kid at our house uh, said, uh, hey, you guys don't have an elevator. You know, I, I want to say, um, you know, this is in Macy's uh, or, or, or but, but that's another quality that I, I think goes hand in hand with what Dave is talking about is happy for the success of others. And it would be nice for Jordan to do that. And yeah. I think Kobe learned to do that. And, you know, you hope that, you know, in this business, we beg, borrow and steal. You know, whether yep. media all the way to a front office or, or anybody that's successful. So uh, I think that's a great quality that LeBron shows hand in hand with the trust of his teammates being happy and putting others in a position to attain success. If you'd like to hear more from Dave Wall and Dave Miller, check out the full version of The Mike Wise Show from Pure Hoops Media. You can also see the video version of The Mike Wise Quick Hitter on the Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel.